mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Okay, we're back, and I want to thank Ray and Joanne for holding on over the break, and we'll just, let's just go right back to Ray from Littleton. We were talking about emissions, and he was asking a question, so go ahead, Ray. Well, all I'm saying is this. They put what's called a defowler on there, but they did do a new tune, and and I did this back in 2017. And, and And the biggest thing I noticed is this. Obviously, I have a lot more power. Running, you know, more like 350 to the wheel instead of 250, you know, based off of the old specs. Sure. With the bigger turbo and everything, but you know, like I get, I get 27, 28 miles a gallon in town driving. When I take a road trip, I get over 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, easily over 30. And you know, when I first bought the car. You know, I got 28 miles a gallon running uh, to Alabama and back, you know. Yeah. All I'm saying is the new tune with the bigger turbo and all the more power, my car runs so much more efficiently, and I get better gas mileage. I mean, it's not like I step into it all the time, but I know I've got the power if I need it. Sure. But, I mean, my car runs so much better than the factory tune that it came with. And I went much bigger on the horsepower. And the one big thing I realized is this. Um, in the interim, when I was inquiring about, you know, after I had failed emissions, I called um, Edge Autosports. They, they work on strictly on yeah. focuses, right. you know. And, and they told me they couldn't touch me. They just said, Ray, we, we, we can't do anything with these new laws and everything. Right. Yeah. So I feel lucky that I, I did business with JST out in Georgia because you know how you do the tunes. You, you make a few runs, you data log it, and then you send it in. Sure. And, and like I said, they sent me a new tune, and oh, my gosh, you know, after three or four years, things have obviously improved, and my car now passes emissions, you know, and I'm running 350 horsepower. So right. pretty, well, it's pretty amazing. And and keep this in mind too. So, when they're built from the factory, they have to pass every gas out there. So, by and and I'm not saying and I, I don't have a I don't have an issue. But looking at the overall picture, your NOx levels and stuff like that, the things that you know aren't monitored, and especially with the test that you're doing on yours is a plug-in test. So it's just monitoring the computer monitors to make sure the computer's not seeing any issues. So, um, but actually on a, like the whole test procedure that they have to pass federally when they're certified, uh, when they're new, that 
test procedure goes through everything. So it has to pass all these certain parameters where yours now, it might, but good chance there's going to be some that are just way elevated. So, but no, I, I get what you're coming from because that's, you know, it's just fun to have a performance vehicle and not everyone's set up that way. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's looking at the whole picture, power. even though you get better fuel mileage, doesn't necessarily mean you're emitting less emissions. So, Oh, I that. see. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I should have said that first, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you're, you're emitting less, you know, or you're, yeah, you're getting better fuel mileage, but you're probably pegged out on a lot of like the Volkswagen diesels, yeah. you know, with that stuff. Yeah. They would, uh, they would be real high on NOx as they're driving down the road, but on the test they wouldn't. So, so you're saying that even though I'm getting better fuel economy, I'm not necessarily burning cleaner. Right, it's exactly. a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Guys, I don't understand. <laughs> well, so if you decrease the fuel, you're burning less fuel, but your NOx levels and your hydrocarbon levels go way up. Really? Yeah. So that's why now, they have how that. How bad? How how bad? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Uh, how bad is that for? They're all gases. The overall. Yeah, they're all gases that are being monitored. So you know, especially with increased turbo, you know, increased. It, it's all affected. So you know, people wonder why. You know, well, why didn't they do this from the factory? It's because they have to pass these certain parameters and it's they've got them as low as they can get them all across the board where you're low in two gases the other five are, or the other three are Higher. just skyrocketed yeah. yeah so that's that's where a lot of that comes from and you know i'm, I'm all about performance too but yeah. just just so everybody kind of has an idea that's that's why it it doesn't you know and obviously if you put more factory. fuel into a car it's going to run faster and better yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't care what you do. It's but there are other outcomes. Yeah, of and, that. So yeah. yeah. So what I did was not a good thing. I'm not saying I'm that. not saying that. No, nope. because you know I've <laughs> I've got the potential to do the same thing. Yeah. But we but have just, performance issues too. We yeah, want performance, right? Yeah. Exactly. But it's you know it's one of those things. Like you said, you do get a little bit better fuel mileage, but it has affected other emissions in the whole system. I see, gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you. I just wanted to share that with you, you know, what I experienced. Sure. Yeah, you bet. You know, I thought I thought it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not a bad it's, thing. You know, I mean, it, and it's it's not like every car out there is being made that way either. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you're – and in Georgia, they, they can program whatever they want because they don't have any emission laws probably. So it's yeah. – you know, well, obviously, they did some good things. Sure. You know, yeah. as far as you when, know, performance on the car. Yeah. Uh, as far as efficiency, it, it feels like to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Well, listen, guys. Love your show. Thanks, Ray. Uh, Long time listener, and thank you so very, very much for speaking with me. You, you bet. bet. All, right. All right. With that, we got a line open 303 477 5600. Let's go to Boulder. We're going to go to Joanne. In Boulder, how you doing, Joanne? Very well, thank you. Thank you for Bye. holding. Yeah, thanks for holding. You're welcome. My gas tank light went on, and um, and so also the engine light says check soon. So I took it to the garage, 
and uh, they they said, oh, it only needed to have a screw tightened. And I said, well, what about the engine? And they, they said, oh, the engine light will go off since we've done, the, you know, fixed the gas tank. And so now it has come back on, and it's been probably about a month. So a month later, uh, the gas tank light is back on, and the engine uh, light is also on. So uh, is there a screw that I can just uh, screw around the gas tank? And you say that, first of all, what kind of car do you have? I have a 2005 Cadillac. Okay. Okay. And you say the gas tank light. So is that like a loose gas cap light or? I don't know, but the light went on. Is it like you're running out of gas, that light that comes on? No. 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 Okay. Uh, Because it doesn't sound familiar on a, a gas tank light. Is it? Is it something specific? Or is it, is it, what's uh, it, when you say gas tank light, what's it look like? Is it something you're seeing on the dash? Or is it yeah. a message? Okay. And is it like a little engine? Uh, then the engine engine light comes on along with it. Huh. That says check soon. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's, so I took it, I took it to the garage. They yeah. didn't charge me. They said, oh, it, it, it was nothing much. We just, Tighten the screw. I bet you they tighten the gas cap. That's all I can figure, yeah. I'm wondering if you just need a new gas cap is what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that gas tank light, it just doesn't sound familiar, but, yeah, I would tend to think that more than likely it's not sealing properly. Did you fill up with gas and then this happened? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there you go. What I would do is you can go to a Napa. I, I, I took the cap off and I put it back on and made sure it was really nice and tight. Okay. So but, I, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, there's a gasket in there, and that gasket gets old, and they just don't seal anymore. Right. So what I would first oh, try is go yes. to, if you've never replaced your gas cap, it's probably bad. So what I would do is go to uh, Napa and just ask them for a gas cap for your car, yeah. and they'll give you one and put that on and see what happens, and I'll bet you it goes away. And the light won't go out well, until, uh, for probably at least a few good drives, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's going to take, you know, two or three days, you know, driving on a regular basis to get that light to go out. But it will go out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it won't go out instantly. Yeah, yeah. it takes, uh-huh. yeah. You have to do well, a certain I think, drive cycle. I think they drove it around, and it it was out when I picked it up. They probably the just reset time. it, yeah. 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 So, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay. Yeah, try that, okay. and if not, Give let us, us call know. back. Yep, let us know. Okay. okay. Thank you much. You're uh-huh. welcome. Thanks, Joanne. All right. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and get Eric uh, from Denver with an alternator question. Eric, you there? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, great show, you guys. Um, I have a 1979 Pontiac Le Mans with a 231 V6. And it has a brand spanking new alternator and a brand spanking new battery, uh, second from the top of the line battery from O'Reilly's. And um, here's my question. Uh, uh, oh, oh, and it has a chip under the, you know, the uh, distributor cap. It's one of the first cars that had a chip in it. But uh, anyway, my question is, that car sits in an underground garage for the most part. 
and sometimes I only I don't even drive it sometimes for a week or sometimes even two weeks. So every three or four days, I go down there and pump it and start it up just to keep the carburetor primed. And I run the car for, you know, two or three minutes or four minutes. And I was just wondering, is that enough to recharge that battery? If I keep doing that, will the battery go dead eventually? I don't think so on that car. No. Yeah, yeah, I nothing, think that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing pulling power yep. constantly on that one. So, yeah. yeah you'd be fine. Yeah. So it, uh, when I run it for two or three minutes, is that enough time for the alternator and enough RPMs for the alternator to charge the battery? Well, I don't think you're drawing anything on the battery because that car doesn't have any anything Constant. constantly pulling on it. Right. So yeah, so you're fine. Yeah. So if you get out and drive it, you know, three, four minutes, you'd be fine. Yeah, or 20 minutes uh, yeah. every month or something like that. And you yeah. should be fine with that. Yep. Oh, okay. Because even when I do drive it, I only drive it maybe two or three times a week, and I only go like seven or eight miles. But you say that's enough, though. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah, be plenty. I would say yeah. you're fine with that. Yep. yep. Okay. And then I had another real quickie question. Um, I I put a brand spanking new alternator and a new battery in, and then I put a new ring terminal, you know, on the back of the alternator on that wire, you know? Uh-huh, the charge wire. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a ring terminal uh-huh. connecting it, and uh, there's a boot there even, uh-huh. and the the boot doesn't quite cover the metal. There's a little bit of uh, metal shining down there in the wire. Now, I'm going to have to cover that with something because otherwise it'll get grease and dirt on it. Is that correct? That won't hurt it. Yeah, the reason the boot's on there is to keep it from getting shorted to anything else. Yeah. So You're yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, I see. So the little piece of wire that's exposed, shouldn't I co- cover that with something so it doesn't get dirt on it? Or it doesn't really. That dirt's not going to affect that, so no. to speak. It's it's just more to keep. It's more of a safety thing if you're moving the air cleaner around or something like that. Yeah, so you're it doesn't fine. get shorted. Yep. Okay, so even if the the wire is exposed a little bit, it won't hurt anything. Then no. No. Nope. nope sure won't. Okay, you guys. Well, thanks a lot. I really like your show, and you guys have a nice day. You too. You too. Thanks, Eric. All right. With that, James, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years, probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. 
But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you to determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Okay, we're back. I want to thank you, James, for hanging on. And we'll go ahead and go right to James from Colorado Springs. How are you doing, James? Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you guys? I guess you guys are doing fine. I've been listening to you all morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a beautiful great, view, and we're just yeah. sitting up here relaxing and just answering the phones. Well, I'm down here sitting in the sun looking at Pike's Peak. So. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, I bought a 2001 Odyssey a few years back just to kind of as a get-me-by car. Uh-huh. And I love I loved it so much. It was like one of the, you know, was the top of the line in that year without the leather seat, you know. And it had about 190,000 miles. Well, I've been changing the oil every 5,000 miles or so. The last time I changed the oil, it's got about 210,000 on it now. So the engine light went on shortly after that. And and it uh I stopped at, at one of the auto stores and they told me it had something to do with the transmission. Or the mixture of the gas or something, you know what I mean? It was one of those two things. Is that right? Well, you could have codes for both of those, but completely separate issues. The transmission is, you know, 
not maybe not separate from the engine, but a transmission code wouldn't affect your fuel control or anything like that. Yeah, and then we'd have to know what the codes were. Yeah. Okay, know. but the engine light would come on for the transmission. Yes, too, it, it would come on for the transmission. It would come on for an emissions problem yep. too. Yep. Okay. Well, it's just such a great car. I just, you know, I'm thinking of hanging on to it. Well, this is really strange. I was driving up the mountains the other day, and the engine light went off. Okay. Now, is there any reason that would happen? Well, it's... <laughs> it's been on for, like, about eight months. <laughs> but do, how much do you drive it? I don't drive it a whole lot. That's I why... I get out and drive it. With the new, with the new you know... Um, how do you say OBD2? Yeah, the they has system. to see a drive cycle for every component in there. So there's one might take 50 starts and another one might take two times seeing this happen. Right. You know, at 50 miles an hour, you hit 50 miles an hour, it sees it twice, it's good. Yeah. You know, so it needs to see certain things. So that might, you just didn't drive it enough to get to hit those parameters to where it can say, oh, no, I rechecked that and that thing's okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, because. And the engine light went on once before when I first bought it, and then I took it in for the oil change, and, and uh, they basically told me to ignore it. <laughs> is is well, that a normal thing? Well, the shop saying that isn't normal, but... Yeah, that's uh, not normal. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, if the light comes oh. on and it's sensing a problem, if the light goes out, it's not sensing the problem. So still could be an issue some at some point, but, you know, if you're not driving it much... Things like Dennis was saying, you know, certain monitors aren't completing until until they get the right drive cycle on there. And the good thing about it is it probably has a history stored in there that you can go in and look and see if it's the same component failing right. that you might want to replace. Yeah. Right. I can't do that, but a good shop could. Sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not just a, not just when I, you pull into the auto store or anything. They just check it. Yeah, the auto right. stores, I don't really trust them. Right, because a lot of times yeah. they're just using a code reader, and the readers will not pick up necessarily everything, everything that's there. Yeah, yeah, so it might not even pick up a transmission code in some cases. Okay. But, um, yeah, example the is other, a guy, I have a guy across the street. He, he had a code reader. He couldn't get anything. He, he asked me to look at it. I put mine in, and I can pull up every code. And you've got a scanner. Yes. Yeah. I have a scanner, yeah, not a, a scanner. code reader. Big difference. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. The other thing is, is I had no records on this when I bought it. Uh, they had no records of when the timing belt. It's timing belt in those, I believe, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I, it, they had no records as when that was changed, but that's a pretty expensive thing to put in on a used car. But yeah. no, but if you don't do it, it's more expensive when the belt breaks. Yeah, because that wipes the okay. engine and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you? Is there any signs of that going to happen or anything? No, no. no that belt, I believe, had to be replaced at sixty thousand. Was it sixty or a hundred? I'm not sure, yeah. but one of those. And yeah. So if you've got two hundred plus on it right now, the only way to look back on history would be like a Carfax type thing. If it even if it is was indicated. registered, yeah. Right. I would recommend doing it. To be honest yeah. with you. How long have you had the car? Oh, about two and a half years. Oh, I bought okay. it as a spare to get me by. It was an accident and lost my, my oh, other okay. car. How many miles were on it when you got it? Uh, it was 190 when I got it, and I've got about 210 now. I would, I would honestly, it'd be better for you to replace the belt and know when you did it than to assume that someone else did it. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's just... And do you know how, about how much something like that costs in the... Odyssey, you know, you're probably going to be depending on what all it needs, probably between fifteen hundred to two thousand. 
Okay, and you can't buy a used car for that. So. Right. right, and if and the belt they, breaks, it's going to be more than the five grand or more. Yeah, it'd probably be. Yeah, it'd be a lot for an engine. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's if, if you could just take the heads the, off and replace the valves. True. And then yeah. if it cracked the piston, now you're looking at a motor. You're right. Yeah. I know the whole thing. Yeah. Well, then, do when they put it on the scanner or anything, or when they do the timing belt, they would scan everything else and nope. let me know no. what they could nope. do. Well, nope. 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 Okay, nope. so is there anything they can do while they're doing the timing belt that's advantageous? I mean, other than just the necessary components, the, you know. Maintenance. The, yeah, just the the seals, the, you know, the water pump and things along those lines. Yeah, do the water oh, pump no, when pulleys. you're in there. Yeah. yeah. They, they oh, will tell you yeah. what they do, and a lot of times the kit comes with the seals and the water pump and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't do anything myself, so I have not nothing about it. All I know is I put new wiper blades, new tires, and it's like a Cadillac. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And if you want to keep the car, I'd do the timing belt. Yep. Okay, and that's a good thing to do. And is there any places you advise to go for that? I don't know anybody in the Springs, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you? I do not. Okay. I mean. And so 1500 is a, a decent price if somebody gives me that quote. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And, yeah. and, and it, it depends on what's all, you know, what all they're going to recommend there, too, yeah. because if you need drive belts or cooling system flush, I mean, there's a lot of things that can go along see. with that that you would want to do yeah. all there at might the same be, time. There might be something wrong with your pulley on your crank. You're pulley. right. Exactly. Okay. We don't know so until I you look could, at the car. I, yeah. I could get up in the three or 4,000 real easy, right? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, don't know about that high, but. N- not for that particular procedure, but, yeah. But, it, I okay. mean, there's there's a lot of things that can go along with that, but. You know, but yeah, that's not going to affect your check engine light. Typically, I mean, th- th- right. that won't make okay. the check engine light come on. So if it went off, it's a good thing, I right? Guess. It's not yeah. sensing the problem at this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I sure appreciate your time, and you guys sure do a good job. There. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. With that, we got to take another quick break. Bart, hang in there from Denver, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ five sixty. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? 
while your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio, and I want to thank Bart for hanging on since he held on over the break. We'll go ahead and go right to him. Bart from Denver, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Great. Doing great, yeah. My question is, I got an 08 Chevy HHR, and I want to drain the uh, transmission fluid and refill it. And uh, it says... Don't pull that plug unless it's in park and running, or you'll lose your fluid. And uh, So the plug that they're talking about, so that one doesn't have a drain plug. That's the fill plug on that one. It's on the, the right side drive axle, the passenger side drive axle. Uh, that's the actual fill plug. So, <laughs> well, you fill it from the top, um, and then when, with it running at a certain temperature, it will actually start dripping out of there when it's full. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so to do that one, you're usually best off flushing it. Yeah, because I mean, when you drain it, you're not going to get everything anyway. But and, and I don't think it, on that one you can do that. You have to pull the pan yeah. to, to drain that or to drop yeah. the pan, well, and that's and, a messy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says if you drain it that way, you're going you're gonna to be short two quarts still in the torque converter. Right. Yeah, probably it, more than that. It yeah. Drive and then uh, pump that out. Mm, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that because that puts everything dry. So that makes yeah, you don't want to. 
no. don't, don't want to start it up and do that. Did, did that was uh, was that on a video or something? No, that was just my thinking that oh, it would okay. have the pan off and you could just get some of it out. No, 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 you yeah. don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, yeah, because that all those even at the island would damage it, huh? All yeah. those needle bearings and everything. I mean, everything's pretty precision in a transmission. Everything needs to be pretty sterile. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. wouldn't do it that way. You I know, would. the best things we found with these transmissions has been doing the um, the flush, flush, and yeah. we hook up a machine to it, and it takes the old fluid out as it puts the new stuff in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now on that flush, don't they have to keep changing the fluid in the machine? Because every no. Car manufacturer requires different fluid. Well, well, yeah. So when you get the machine ready for that vehicle, so you use the specified fluid for that vehicle, and then yeah, like Dexos, it requires Dexos. Yeah, fluid. the Dex. Yeah. yeah, the Dex six on that one. Yeah. But you put the amount of fluid that you need in the flush machine, and it knows to take out so much fluid and to put that back in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, it said when you do that, remove the vent cap. Why would you have to remove the vent cap from the trans just to help it drain? Get the air out, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, it just it, so it wouldn't possibly have, because there's a, there's a vent tube on that one, if I remember right. Or no, the cap actually is the vent. So in case that vent were to be partially Plucked. restricted or something, yeah, from dirt, debris, and stuff like that. I thought that. maybe you could fill it through the vent cap. No. No. I don't think you can. Yeah, you you can add fluid through that vent cap, but it has to be running. That plug has to be out, and so or I mean, you have to. But that's a long. But you lift it, and yeah, it has to be level and things along yeah. those lines. So yeah, and that's I mean that's if you drained it. But when you flush it, you change. You don't change the fluid levels because everything that's being pumped out is being pumped in through the machine. Immediately. So yeah. 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 So it's. Yeah, it's measuring out and in. It knows exactly how much. Yeah. Uh, Our machine does it a little different. Uh, we have a BG machine, actually, and pretty much anything you flush, you're going to be using 15 quarts. So you're yeah. going to get it super clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. 15, yeah, and it only holds nine, so that would be. Yeah. Well, it's but not it's, overfilling it. He's just pushing right. that fluid through to clean the tranny. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It always is going to have nine quarts in it. So it's continually washing with that extra four or five quarts. They do the filter first, right? Drop the pan and change the filter? No. 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 That's extra. Yeah, usually the filter, it's more of a strainer in those. It's not an actual fiber filter. It's more of a screen type thing that just keeps big chunks out. And typically those aren't an issue, you know, getting restricted or anything like that. If there is any restriction in there. It's it's a problem. There's something yeah. coming apart in the tranny. Oh yeah, and they show a magnet there on the pan too in there. Right. Yeah, some of them have that. Some of them don't. I don't know that that one does. I, I had the same one in one of my cars, and I I don't think I ever had the pan off actually, but I don't think that that one has a magnet. It might, but I mean, it just picks up real fine, really super know, fine. Yeah, super yeah. fine. Okay, so they normally don't do the filter replacement, huh? They just right. Leave it, yep. Just, leave just it do the there. flush. Yeah. Yeah, because you said it's a screen more or less than a filter, huh? Correct, yep. Okay. And another question. Have you ever heard of checking your antifreeze with a voltmeter? For electrolysis? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I read an article saying it should, if you check it, it should be less than a tenth of a volt. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's 
yeah, you you wouldn't want it to be anything. Yeah, you really don't want any. So it's uh, what. Uh, yeah, know. I checked mine. It was three and a half. Uh, ten, you know, three tenths. two tenths and a half. So it was due due to be changed. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I just Good. I never heard of that till I read that article. I was surprised. I didn't know it held yeah. the voltage in there, and it sure does. And then there's a good way to flush the machine too. The the or flush tra- the cooling system. The cooling uh-huh. system too. That's yep, a, they have a flush machine that they do that too now. Yeah, and that works really nice too. Oh. Instead of just draining and refilling. Yeah, because if you just drain and fill, you still have some in the block and stuff. Oh, they just take the cap off and and do it through the radiator cap through there? a hose. Yeah, you you splice. You basically just get into the hose and. Yeah, one of the heater hoses. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you splice it in, okay. Yep. Not really splice, but yeah, you just adapt to it. And yeah. So you're you're not cutting a hose or anything. You're just uh, adapting oh, to it. You take the end off wherever yeah. it is. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that takes care of my questions. I want to thank you, and your show is a great show. I listen to it all the time. Well, great. I appreciate, appreciate it, Bart. It. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank Thanks. you. Um, bye. All right. With that, we got two lines open. 303-477-5600 is our number. Let's go to Don from West Cliff. And he's got a transmission question. How you doing, Don? I'm doing great. Uh, how you guys doing today? Doing like great, too. Yeah. What can we do for you? Okay. It's a 2015 GMC Canyon with the, the bigger V6 in it. And I bought it uh, about a year and a half ago from Pure 4 Chevrolet and had uh, about 45,000 miles on it. And it was having a little bit of a difficulty then. Uh, when you are driving up a hill and hit passing gear, RPMs go up, but the speed doesn't increase hardly at all. And I've driven it a lot last year. Now I have close to 85,000 miles on it. And I bought an extended warranty from Purefoy in case I had any problems like this come up. Do you know uh, what, what would go on with that? Anyway, I live in the mountains, so I drive it on the manual shift almost all the time, so I'm in and out of the mountains quite a bit. And it still does it on that, too. You hmm. know what I can do? So, so when you give it gas, it just doesn't want to want to accelerate? It just maintains that same speed and when it downshifts? Yeah. It'll, it'll uh, get a little bit of speed, but not like a normal transmission would do. You know, like passing gear, the RPMs go way up, like five and a half to six. And I'm going maybe 60 mile an hour, and I might get up to 70 mile an hour before I get all done there. But uh, huh. it, it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. A couple things could be happening. One, it could be staying in a in an upper gear for some reason because the speed sensor is not reading something right. Or it could be something happening inside the transmission where it's slipping. I don't know. Well, or but the check engine lights not on or anything like that. No, no, no there's no other problems with it. Okay. On and everything else is good. It's a good running truck. Yeah. It's just that transmission thing that does that. And uh, do you think it would send a code if if it was in stuck in a higher gear? Yeah. Or any slippage? Yeah. Yeah, it so, should. So. Mm. Yeah. So that's real peculiar. You know um, what year is it? 2015. 15. Yeah, it's got the six-speed with the V6. I wonder if it needs an update. Well, possible, or I wonder if it's fuel-starving. But uh, I think there would be a lean code, too. Yeah. But um, there could be an update on it. When when they go in to see it, there could be a a manufacturer's update that says, 
it'll take care of that problem. Address certain problems, whether yeah. it be a shifting issue or a, yeah. A, a I would try that issue. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I took it to the uh, dealership. Uh, I think it's Linder, yeah, uh, in Canyon City, and they took it for a ride. They said they can't find any problem with it, and they only had it out maybe half hour, forty-five minutes at the most. Oh, okay. Say about any codes or anything. So I think I mean, I've been going to Napa for many, many years, but I've been up here in the mountains for about a year now, and went to Arvada West for many, many years, and they always took really good care of me. So. Oh, sure. I might have to make an appointment with them and come down there and spend some time and have them check it out. And see what's yeah, because they can check and see if there's any updates too. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and that's what I would do that first. Yeah. The, okay. You know, and some of the things that we've seen have, and it almost sounds like maybe a low power issue is, you know, fuel starvation for one, whether it be fuel supply or mass airflow sensor get dirty and stuff like that can't meter the air but then they don't notice it's a problem because yeah. you know they're doing what they're told to so i mean yeah but probably get it into arvada west and yeah have them take a look at it yeah okay 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 i'm sorry i had another that's all right okay yeah i'm sorry what was that last part just take it into arvada west and have them take a look at it because they could probably find yeah yeah find out what's going on be yeah. able to simulate okay that and see what's okay going on. Okay, I will do that, and uh, hopefully they can figure out what's going on. And do I need to have a mountains uh, around where they can do the old <laughs> passenger? Do that? They probably got hills and stuff that they can kind of get an idea. I mean, certain test drives. I mean, yeah. you know, we try to try to find. You know, not every symptoms are the same, so we have certain areas that. that we can drive in in a lot of cases. So okay. it'd be worth talking to them first. Yeah, and just tell yeah, them what I'll you do got. That. I'll call, uh, Call Dorothy and see what he can do. Yeah, there's always that Ward Road Hill. It's got about a half mile of hill. There, they can always go up that one. That's yeah, right. Yep. Exactly. So, okay. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate Thanks, your time and uh, good weekend. You, you too. too. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Gil and Michael. Why don't you guys hang on? We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio KLZ. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? 
Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're going to go right to the phones. We're going to go to Gil from Denver with an antifreeze question. How are you doing, Gil? Yeah, hi. I see the big cat is away and the mice are playing again, right? That's right. <laughs> the cat. He's away. I've been called other things, but, you know, hey. That'll work. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you're talking about that Gates flush machine, I guess, antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Ideally, isn't they supposed to use the uh, distilled water in those antifreezes? I mean, no. You know, it's it's something that is not typically used. I mean, anymore. But you buy the fifty fifty mix. Yeah. um, But then when you're flushing it with the machine, of course, you're using tap water. So yeah, yeah, tap water. Yeah, yeah. But then that all comes out. Yeah, it gets washed out. But I don't it gets washed out, but still there's water left in in the system. A little bit. Tap water in the system somewhere. Yeah. Little a little bit. Yeah, a little reserve but in there. It doesn't affect anything. Really. No. no. Uh-uh. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to know about that. Yeah. I, I was always curious about that, what they did with it. You put a, uh, distilled water in it afterwards. About 50-50 has distilled. Is that correct from that, those bottles? Yeah, right. that, yeah, that's how they manufacture it, right? Yep. As, as far okay. as we know, uh, anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. what they tell us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, they tell you that, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, well, thanks a lot then, Kate. All right, thank you for holding over the break. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's let's see. We got Michael from Aurora. Let's go to Michael from Aurora. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing well. How are you all? Doing great, thanks. What can we do for you? You were mentioning timing belt earlier. Uh, What about a timing chain? How often do they need to be changed? They don't. They're not a serviced item on a maintenance-type thing. Sometimes... They can show wear and things along those lines, but, yeah, they're typically not serviced on a maintenance. And usually they show wear when people don't do oil changes right. on them. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I have over a half a million miles on this original engine, so. <laughs> you're, you're doing good. Yeah. Right. Obviously, you've taken well good care of it, so that's good. So on the belts, because I don't know about my other van, if it has a belt or not, how many miles? They they're vary. They vary, yeah. yeah. Typically, they'll be as at a low at sixty thousand miles, but on a high, you know, we've seen one hundred and twenty. Also, yeah. it just depends on the manufacturer and how they feel is best 
Okay, and can TuneTech and Aurora do that? What kind of vehicle is it on? 2014 Toyota Sienna. Yeah, sure can. Yep. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you much, guys. We yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Okay, we're going to... Actually, we got Sportsman of Colorado coming up next, and I think we have them on the air, uh, on the phone. And that Scott and Kevin, Kevin are at the Sportsman's Place, so... Are you guys there? We are here, Dennis. How are you, bud? Good. How are you doing? We're doing great. Kevin Flesh and I are here about to hit the airways right after you guys. So we are coming to you live from the 2023 Denver International Sportsman's Expo here at the Convention Center. And I'm telling you, it's a great show. Uh, you know, we usually do it every January, but last year with all the COVID and all the different things that were going on, we had to do it in March. So, hey, the show's back just in this short time, eight and a half, nine months later. And so it has been great. We've been here Thursday and Friday. We will be here till 7 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow, 10 to 4. And so, hey, I hope you'll come down and see us. We've got a, a great booth here, 239C. So, uh, hey, all of our KLZ listeners from all of our shows, hey, we'd love to meet you. So I hope you'll come by. And, Dennis, if you would like, I've got a pair of tickets that we will give away. And, again, we will be here till 7 tonight, 10 to 4 tomorrow. If somebody would like to call in, be the first caller to 303-477-5600. We will give away a pair of tickets, compliments of Drive Radio and Flesh and Beck Law. And so I will leave those that will call for the winner. And All then, right. Uh, hopefully they'll come by and say. So, hey, first caller, 303-477-5600. Got a few minutes left on the show there. And uh, Charlie will give me the information, and I will leave those tickets that will call. But, Dennis, yeah, a lot of great outfitters. Um, Kevin Flesh will be taking the stage at the Adventure Theater <laughs> seminar at 3.30 on uh, Colorado gun laws. All right. You need to know there. So it's a great time, man. You guys ought to come. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Sounds right. like a good plan. Yeah. Well, Ken and I are looking at our phones and trying to dial into the show right now. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll get you guys some passes. Come, so you let me know, man. All right. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Hey, we appreciate it. Once again, Expo's going on. Come see us. Sportsman of Colorado Radio coming up next. All Sounds right. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate All right, it. Guys. You Thanks. guys heard that firsthand. <laughs> you guys, everybody out there heard that firsthand. So the first caller... And we got lines open. Come on, call it in. Get some free tickets to go to the Sportsman's Expo. Oh, that's great. You know, that's always a good time. Yeah. It, it gets a lot of people down there, and it's a, it's a great thing. Why not? So, you know, it, it, we have our deal. winner already. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's, it's funny. You go to a lot of those expos, and, you know, you, you see something that's like, you know, I never related that to, you yeah. know, whether it be an outdoor activity or, or right. camping or, or whatever, you know. Right. But it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's pretty Good cool. Stuff. I could incorporate that, too, and, hey, make it more enjoyable. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they've got a lot of neat things down there, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of neat. I mean, just like Kevin getting on the thing talking about gun laws. That's yeah, great. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so... You know, I know a lot of people were asking about the flush and stuff, and we were talking about that coolant flushes and transmission yeah. flushes and stuff. And those are a good way to go. I mean, it's it's and for you know, we were talking about oil changes. We don't do our own oil changes anymore. I mean, I don't think I've done mine for a long time. I might have done it at the shop once or twice, but yeah. Um, and I change stuff at home, but that's even a pain. Yeah, uh, right. You know, yeah. I just don't exactly. care for it. I I do it on my boat all the time and my tractor, and it's just I you know. 
for what you get because when you you know like when you take it in you're getting all your fluids checked you're getting your air filter checked tire pressure tire pressures they're looking at your battery and a lot of times they'll take the medtronics tool and put it on there and see how good your your battery battery is you know um unless you want to go buy a thousand dollar tool yourself and check yeah, it yourself right. yeah, yeah you can you know sure. yeah use it once a year yeah, yeah. it's well worth it sure <laughs> yeah might as well buy yeah. five batteries you know dollar oil change plus you get the oil changed yeah and everything else along yeah and then yeah. you don't have to get rid of the oil so yeah you know you really need to consider what you want to do what you want don't want to do and years ago it was easy to do any service at home you could do you can change your transmission it was messy but yeah you can do it at home yeah. nowadays it's like you know some of them you have to use a voltmeter to to make sure yeah, well, well, or you the have, scanner. Well, to, you have to have a scanner to see what the coolant or the, the transmission level. temperature is, or like the you level. said, level. And some of them have a level sensor in them too. So, yeah, yeah. And it's not easy to do yeah, all right. this anymore. So, yeah. and it isn't um, us in the man in the in the industry doing that. It's the manufacturer, right? Because yeah. the customers said, "I would rather not have to do this, or I want this easier." I want. I don't want to have to do that, and yeah. or I want this convenient, you know. Or, or you can just do a lifetime transmission change, and so just never change it, and then at the when end it, of its lifetime, <laughs> you have to replace the transmission. Yeah, <laughs> which is really quickly happens really quick. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a little bit more expensive. It's a lot, yeah, you know, and time consuming too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and you know. your vehicle's out. Yeah, and it's so funny because when the guy called in about his '98. Chevy. Yeah. Yeah. Mine did that on the way to Lake Powell and I yeah. went up a hill and I came over the top of the hill and I, you know, it kicked down you, at a second. Uh-huh. And as I was, soon as you let off, I uh, came up the top of the hill and let off a little bit and it went into third and it just freewheeled. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. That yeah. same transmission in our 98 blazer failed the same way. Yeah. And it was under warranty. Actually, it was under 36,000 or it was right at 36,000 miles. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just grenaded. Yep. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. you just never know when something's going to go bad. Right. You know, um, and like that, you know, it's a common, it's a, it's a common issue with that particular transmission. You yeah, know, it and, is. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I felt kind of bad because I stalled on it because here I'm going to leave it at a shop there in uh, what's Hartsville, Hartsville. Um, um, I think uh, I was I in Utah somewhere. Yeah, oh, going okay. down to Powell. And I found a shop there, and I said, dude, can I park this here? Can you take a look at it for me? I lost third and fourth gear. I said, but what I'll do is I'll get you the solenoids. You put them in, I'll pay you to put them in, but I'll leave it here with you, and you have a week to work on it, and I'll come back in a week. Well, it was safe there with him, and he knew he had that time. I had the parts shipped to him. He put them in. He says it didn't fix it. I didn't think it would, Yeah, but I stored my vehicle there yeah, right yeah right. but and i paid him to store it you know sure. kind of paid him for labor and stuff and he says yeah. oh, i'm not going to charge you much since you're in the industry da, da, da. sure i said no i'll give you an extra hundred bucks for keeping my vehicle safe yeah and stuff. right exactly yeah and then i had my tow truck show up and towed it out of there <laughs> <laughs> had a tow truck drive there and drive back yeah pick it up yeah yeah that was kind of yeah. yeah they met us there so sure it was just a long drive yeah but you know, things happen to everybody. Yeah, it happens right. to us. Exactly. We own shops and our cars well, break down too. Well, and it's funny. My wife, this was about a month ago or so, maybe six weeks, but she goes to go get in and go to work in the, you know, cars in the garage. It hadn't been an issue. And um, I think one day before I had heard, or over the weekend before, I had heard something that didn't sound quite right. And then I just kind of forgot about it because we did what we needed to do and I forgot about it. 
and she goes to get in the in the suburban she hits the key nothing just click and it was it was dead Dead. yeah and we've had it for five years and that battery just it was good up until it wasn't and And um, that's what happens yeah uh, so luckily it happened at home in the garage you know because had she got to work she wouldn't have had any way to get home so you know she would be calling me well thank you give out your number yeah so tune tech automotive 303-364-3391 that's in aurora Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560.